welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we mostly talk about movies, but also food, fun, and music. My name's Donald McCurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello. Trying out some different stuff for our intro, you know, sequence here. We're, we're working on it. We're workshopping one step at a time. We're going to get there at some point. Anyways. Yes, we are. We have no guests today. This is a, it's been a long time coming. Just you and me. It's a one-on-one sesh, Laura. That's one-on-one how I like it. It's real like, real back to basics feel right now. I love basics. It's classic. It's it's a OG, you could say. OG Kush. I like classic. I like basic. You like? I like Kush. <laughs> you like Kush? Okay. Well, great. Point is, uh, we're here to discuss, as usual, a film uh, that we've both just seen this week. It is Unsane, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Um, brand new thriller, out now in theaters. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about that in the second half of the episode. First, how you been? I've been alright. <laughs> Decent. Been alright. Decent. 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 De- uh, you said you, you, said you had nice. something to tell me. Oh, um, <laughs> let's see. Um, well, as per usual, I have spent my days wasting away on the couch, rising watching to Shameless. watch she- TV and setting to... Are you watching anything else besides Shameless? It seems like it's just Shameless. <sighs> well, yesterday, Anton and I watched Bachelor Party for the first time. What's that? Definitely kind of an epic. What's Bachelor pick. Party? Uh, it stars Tom Hanks. Oh, it's a movie other familiar faces i don't know the names of but uh it's kind of a wild and crazy 80s splash type of type of movie Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. a guy who's got gonna get married and um has a crazy bachelor party against the wishes of his fiance Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know there's just it's interesting i mean going back and watching movies like that makes me remember how really boobs oriented the 80s were (laughs) boobs oriented yeah I feel you see like lots 80s, of boobs 80s were like so objectifying of women it's crazy like i just feel like a movie like that in the mainstream comedy world probably wouldn't really fly as well nowadays no. there's something about i don't know the 80s that was just very fun loving and <laughs> yeah fun loving i think would be the word to describe that era is like people were just down to clown just down to take their boobies out like people just didn't seem to take themselves as seriously but what about those old like young boys were more like men (laughs) Uh uh-huh like the guys in that movie i think are supposed to be 20 or maybe under 20 and they're just so manly it's crazy what about those um like they dress so older so much older than you know what's that girls girls on girls gone wild girls gone wild you know that girls gone wild thing uh yeah that's like an early 2000s late 90s yeah what what about that what of that i mean well that was you know that was a different time <laughs> you know what now that i'm remembering this girl's gone wild thing like i feel like i was slightly turned on by that really which is so strange by the girls i guess maybe so Holy in a sort of way you know like i'm remembering <laughs> old school days of me being a little boy um and staying up late and like seeing those commercials and just thinking, well, maybe it wasn't so much being like turned on as much as it was just like, wow, that's crazy. Like, look at these naked girls. This is wild, you know? So you're telling me, so seeing boobs and stuff wasn't like boner inducing? Um, It wasn't like, a no, it wasn't boner inducing, but it was like stimulating. It was like a stimulating sensation for the mind and body alike. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? So, I mean, obviously yeah. you don't, but. Sure. You, but, so did it, so it stimulated you sexually? 
Uh, yeah, well, kind of in a way, yeah. Like not like full on arousal, but it's more like, wow, that's. Did you ever that. watch Real Sex? I did. I did. Another spawn from th- th- that prior was, years. Yeah, both of those things were early forays into like my first time seeing like naked people in media. I would say, you know, watching it now, it's like it's like very soft. It's comedic, you know. I mean, it's not it's not really sexual at all. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's something about it that's like. It's more kind of analytical, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very like much the opposite of kind of carnal. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's more of just like an objective look at sex culture. Right. And it's not, it, I feel like any, any, like, like any potential kind of- for it to kind of be arousing. I feel like they switch that off in terms of like the way they present these things. It's not really meant to be arousing for like adults watching it, but I would say for kids for watching kids, it, it's definitely it's like ooh, this is so taboo and wild and crazy. Like look at all these adults just naked walking around. Well, it just, just it seemed like you were watching. It seemed like porn to me at the time. And what at the time for me as well. I mean, I mean it, that was my first introduction to the twist and shout. <laughs> A technique that perhaps oh, do you describe, are... Do describe. I think I've been... I maybe have been briefed, but you go ahead and... Uh... <laughs> well, there was an episode where these people go to this like penis palace type of thing. Uh-huh. It's basically like this tower in the woods on top uh-huh. of a hill where it's like there's this giant penis dome type of thing. Huh. Uh-huh. And they go there and like... I guess it's there was a group of guys that would go up there and they would teach each other how... To, it would be led by a leader of the pack. Uh-huh. And he would teach everyone how to masturbate, like different techniques. And one of the techniques they were all sitting in a circle was called the twist and shout. <laughs> uh huh. Twist and shout. Yeah. And the guy was like, "So I like to call this the twist and shout." And he'd be sitting like, kind of, you know, well, did he kind of like a Zen crossed? master aura to him, sort or something? of a thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was one of these kind of guys, you uh-huh. know, like a new age kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I the like whole that. scene is very new like age that. in a lot of ways. And um, he was sitting like, you know, legs crossed on the ground, and. uh he yeah introduced the thing as the twist and shout which he said he liked to call it and he said you basically just take your penis and he held his (laughs) penis in one hand Uh and he took his other hand and he kind of twisted Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) from right to left Mm -hmm. the penis like the front of it and he went so you just twist and shout (laughs) i can only imagine there's lubrication involved i assume i don't think that they had lube in that scene but i'm sure you could use lube to make i feel like if you're holding your penis in one hand and and trying to twist it with your other hand without lube i feel like that would be a painful experience well i think it's sort of a gentle twist a gentle twist it's not more it's not like so much of an indian and then the shout as much as it is like sort of a just a gentle sort of caress caressing twist so it's really just a twist the twist and shout element is just twisting to the point of shouting that i think the shout was more twisting like to the a point light, of shouting like a light sort of exhale anyway i found that to be very amusing i think even at the time that i saw that i thought it was funny mm-hmm. but not arousing <laughs> no i don't uh, think that whole scene was arousing at all because it was like i remember getting it was up a bunch on, of old dudes sitting in a circle what it's on hbo or something or oh yeah HBO. yeah because i remember like somehow i just was able to have access to like certain certain episodes you know and i would always check like there was somehow, I guess my parents maybe had a subscription to something or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe they just like rotated a couple to be free every month or something. Mm-hmm. So I'd like always check in the folder, like when my parents weren't around, like basically once I got home from school and I had like an hour or two to myself before my parents got home, mm-hmm. I would like 
just dabble in that and just in the dark arts and see what was going on there. Really? You know? Yeah. If I ever peeked, it's so funny. If I it's ever so took a peek at the real sex stuff, it was always at like two a.m. Oh no! See, for me, it was between three and five. That was my wow. go- that was my go time. Interesting. But see, we didn't really have like a fast computer at the sex. house. So it's not like I could really access porn, I feel like, too easily. A little golden hour shower. Because with yeah. porn, it's like, I just feared getting on the computer, you know, I that got... They would find out somehow. Yeah, because it's just so slow. Like, what oh, if what if they come home early? For me to close an old school computer like that, it's like one oh, click, okay. you got to wait. It's got to slowly just no, dim its No, I never light, you know looked I mean? at stuff like that on the computer. It was always... Well, we, we got cable for free. We like, we leached it off of our... Uh, tenants that were staying with us uh-huh. <laughs> at our house like we, there were different sections in our house that we you know had tenants living in and one of them had ordered cable so the rest of the house got it for free that was how we uh, only mm-hmm. ever got cable we never paid for it and uh sure enough you would never just find something on on the old computer or just that <laughs> no we weren't at that that during my day we didn't have that ability uh-huh, it wasn't uh-huh. a thing yet i guess that's true i guess that's true the internet yeah. was not really a thing until you know i was like in college basically mm-hmm and now everyone just watches porn on their phone. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Which like, you know, it's just. I just think that's so dangerous. You know, like I'm not. I actually don't do that. To get I don't porn, do that. Like I just feel like you're gonna get a virus that way. No, 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 not you in your know, phone. HIV, no. AIDS, no, yeah, AIDS, whatever. Pro- probably. <laughs> no, 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 you're not gonna like. No, not in your phone. Well, I don't know. I just would not. I I've never had the urge to look up porn on my phone anyway. I don't know. I feel like internet porn, it just seems so like trashy and unattractive. I just, I'm not interested. Well, some of it, but you know, you just got to find the right stuff. <laughs> I guess, but it's the like, producer is the, trashy and certainly stupid. any kind of free stuff is not going to be good. I would imagine. What are you talking about? The free stuff is the best stuff. Really? Unproduced is the way to go. Just get I some know. people I've filming themselves. I've seen those kinds of ones, those DIY porns. I've seen clips and I'm just like, that does not look good. No, no, there's good stuff. And though. it just seems so like raunchy to me. No, no, there's good stuff though. To me, if I'm going to watch some porn, the lighting is always really bad. It looks yeah, like that, fluorescent. No, but that's part of it. That's part of it. I don't it's find like that to No, be it's got to be realistic because I the, don't like that. No, the thing is is like when you get into the territory of well-produced porn with like actors who are just like, you know, I don't think that's good either. That's awful. That's like the worst no, of it all. But the only thing that really so turns fake. me on is when there's an actual storyline and people are dressed in like, you know, French revolutionary oh, garb. Jesus. <laughs> No, to me, it's got to be like just raunchy, raw, and real. Ugh, That's that what it's got to be. It for me. It's got to just be like. No, I need good lighting. Put up, I need an attractive male and no, female no, no. figure. Just put up, and the put male up. has to be somewhat effeminate. No, no, no. You just put up the phone. You, you just put up the phone. You prop up man. the phone next to a bookcase or whatever you're going to do. Just like just enough to kind of see what's going on. It doesn't even matter, really. And then you just get more importantly, much like film, it's really about. The performances, you know what I mean? It's well, the people yeah, it involved. Has to seem like it's the people involved. involved. Exactly, that's the key to it all. But I don't because that you're never going to find that in the produced shit. Unattractive and some uh, usually overweight people in the glare of a fluorescent light doing it in a public bathroom or their trashy no. house is going to look good to me. Uh, no. I want like good decor, good golden no. hour lighting. Just get real, you know. Some really nice clothes, you know, like that are going to be The closest to real, the better. And the best thing for me, the be- the one thing that I think of if I'm ever trying to think of something, you know, in terms of a movie is there's a movie called Ridicule where they never show any like blatant like hardcore sex, like penetration, but there's a lot of insinuations and are and you know, like implications happening in that movie that are very arousing. Porn is so prevalent that like 
there's I feel like there's just something for everybody at this point. Maybe. I just you haven't know? seen anything that was like it's not a whole industry. super trashy. It's just the whole I it feel just like, makes the world go round. I feel like any porn I've ever seen that was called porn, it was like going to Walmart. No. For sex. You no, know, it's see, like the no, Walmart of sex movies. You're just of, of you're, movies. No, see. You know, just, it's like going to a bad you just strip dug mall around. as opposed to going to like a really nice, you know. See, you're just looking at. Restaurant. Here's what you're doing. You're walking by this Walmart and you're looking at the bargain bins that are out front exactly. for sale, 99 cents that. and below. That's, that's like, that's the bottom of the barrel, though. You got to go into that Walmart. You got to really dig around into <laughs> no, those No, I don't want to go into a Walmart. I you got to go down to aisle 17. You got to go to the back of the store. That's where you're going to find your specific little thing, you know. I don't think you got to just find do some perusing, some browsing, some browsing. I don't know. I call me crazy. I like period piece era. And I'm sex telling scenes. you <laughs> that there probably is that for you. But like I said, you got to get into that it has porn wall. Also, well done within that that genre. You got to find. You got to find your aisle. That's all I'm I saying. I don't love every sex scene in Outlander. Call me crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do have a good setup for it. They just always fall short when the actual sex scene happens. It's like. Oh, 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 oh. And so, it's just ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's not a turn on. Oh, but what I was actually going to talk about was um, I got involved in a little project recently that mm-hmm. could be fun. Okay. Um, I'm now engaged in a collaboration with um, a girl named Katrina McHugh. But we're doing an art pl- an art collaboration. We're uh-huh. doing the 100 Days Art Project. Mm-hmm. You know about 100 Days? Well, I only know because I think that email also got sent to me somehow. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. What? I don't know why. What? I got a calendar notification of 100 days from Katrina, and I was like, what, what the fuck's the this shit? So you're getting my calendar notification? When you sometimes put things on the Foxtails calendar, I think I get notified about that. Oh, I think weird. we once set that up because, you know, for me to, like, know about. That's inter- That's crazy. Well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I had a meeting with her yesterday, and the pr- the concept is this. she's She does, like, graphic art, like, visual art. She uh-huh. does these cool, like artistic diagrams that are inspired by song lyrics and she has a book coming out with like a hundred of these kind of graphic like these graph designs that Mm -hmm. are inspired by song lyrics and they're kind of like cool like for example one could be let's just say she took a line from we'll always have the moon Mm -hmm. the picture would be like a drawing of the moon like a really cool drawing of the moon and then there would be like an oil an arrow pointing to it saying what we'll always have or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then like other stuff around it. And Yeah, I think I've seen similar kind of stuff to that. Yeah. And anyway, she had reached out to me about doing a collaboration where she does visual art. We choose a word, like we randomize a bunch of nouns and then we choose a noun and then she draws a picture of just the noun and then I come up with a ver- and then I randomize a list of verbs and then I choose a verb mm-hmm. and then I write a line that goes with the image Mm -hmm. and then basically over the process this is like each one that we do will be like a seven day project up until we finish 100 days like uh after she adds more to the image with including my words it's like a telephone kind of game yeah but then i basically write music to that so ultimately Mm -hmm. the end of each one will be a completed um like graphic image with like a piece of music and and maybe like melodic melody and lyrics and stuff to go with it so like a song ideally yeah that's awesome yeah and, it's uh, like uh it's like that game telephone pictionary or whatever where you like draw a picture and then someone writes a 
Yeah. Writes but, a phrase to the picture and then you draw a picture to the phrase, et cetera. Right. Et cetera. Except with this, there's like this element of chance involved that could be kind of like the divine inspiration factor where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not choosing the verb that has to, you know, start off kind of where I, d- the direction, it gives us a point of departure. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if the word is death, then we're stuck with death. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like the subject matter that we have to focus on or what if, mm-hmm. if the word is love or the word is like piercing or something like that Mm -hmm. then i don't know it's just kind of a cool chance element involved that is i think kind of fun it's like tarot cards or something yeah nice so yeah look out check in yeah check in every once in a while and we're always going to have the hashtag 100 days of and i think we're i one idea i had for the title of it was 100 days of sight and sound but who knows that's Mm -hmm. just the first thing that came to mind but yeah that works so that's what i'm doing what's up with you nice (laughs) what's up with me um well, I watched a movie, which I I did already tell you about, but I'm going to just say it again for the podcast. Uh, I watched The Ritual um, last night, The Ritual, on Netflix, yeah. streaming on Netflix right uh-huh. now. Uh, it's a British film that uh, is presented by Netflix, um, and I actually thought it was pretty good, so I figured I'd, I'd just, you know, throw it out there for people. Um, it's like a film about a group of guys who recently have like lost a friend uh, and them as a collective five would like go to, to this place in Sweden or whatever and um, uh, whatever they like do a trip or whatever. So they do this trip minus the person who recently died and they kind of do like a send off ritual for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they kind of get they kind of get caught up in some woods out there and then it beca- it's a horror film. Uh, but more like suspense based and uh, kind of ends up getting into like cult witchy kind of stuff. Occult. That, mm-hmm. Occult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Occult stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the visuals are, it's beautifully shot. The visuals are it? really cool. Do you cool. know where it takes place? It takes place in Sweden. Oh, uh, wow. And I think it's shot in Sweden. It looked gorgeous. Like the forest that they're actually in. I mean, yeah. minus the fucked up shit that was going on. Uh-huh. Looked really gorgeous. This it, sounds like a movie that me and Anton watched kind of recently. But it takes place in England, I believe. I think I told you about it. It was like about oh. this girl who goes to this crazy mansion. And then this other guy who's like t- heavily into the occult. And like he knows uh-huh. magic and he knows how to do. Yeah. He like studies you know, he has studied the occult for a very, he's like dedicated his life to it. And he like le- guides her through this process of like, you know, I don't know, somehow contacting different spirits and shit and like mm-hmm. doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's that's dark cool and too. cool, but you probably, and it was beautifully shot. Like the cinematography is yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Great. That's really like the big standout. I mean, there was I can't remember the name of it though. Sorry. Towards the end, I was like a little less into it just cause you know, uh, well, I won't say why, but basically I was a little more interested in the beginning, um, but I still recommend. It. I think it's like I think it's you know it's pretty good. It, it passed the time. I was entertained the whole time. Cool. It wasn't like a knockout, but I, I do think that you, I think you might like it. it cool. Had, Maybe I'll watch it. It tonight. had vibes of uh, you know other films that you've enjoyed in the past. <clears throat> uh, well, one more thing I was gonna let you know is we got some fan mail. Oh yay! <laughs> it's Finally. very, it's very short, but it's from our old pal Dino. What's up, Dino? Oh, you're Dino, just, oh, is he wait. the one who commented on Anton's chiming voice? In. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, Dino. Dino. And in fact, that's what he was following up about because he listened to our 50th episode. Dino writes in, and by the way, we would love to get mail from you guys. If you ever want to write in, it's totallytellme at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. You know, whatever you got going on in your life, you know, we'll address it. Um, Dino writes in, I'm Dino. 
who thinks Anton has a sexy voice. Anton, don't do anything to change your voice. It's sexy as is. <laughs> so horny Weaver for president. <laughs> so horny Weaver. That's, so that's, that's, that's a that's a that's a deep dive. Uh, uh, that's a deep dive inside joke. And uh, thank you, Dino. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, I told I told him that as well. And I think I think the message will be sent. Uh, he's in the other room, but I'll I'll make sure the message is sent to him. Uh, uh, post haste. Post haste. But um, anyways, yeah, that that was kind of nice. Uh, thanks, Dino. Thanks, Dino, for writing in. Um, I don't know. Should we get to this movie? Uh, sure. I'd be down to. I'd be down to. Oh man, nothing else on your end. Well, you know, I did go. I did. Uh, I visited my friend up north uh, in Arcata for her thirtieth birthday party. I don't think I told you about that. Mm. Um, but it was really nice. Uh, just you know, uh, had a blast. Just some old friends all hanging out. We went to the beach. Did a nice hike. Um, you know, went to this. Went, we went to this bar. Um. And I was pretty positive that one of the bartenders was gay. And he was also like, you know, pretty cute. Uh-huh. And so I was <laughs> like, the whole night I feel like I was trying to uh, make it known, make my presence known and make uh, make uh, the fact that I was uh, gay known to him. And I don't really think it. How did you make it, the fact that you were gay known? I just was like trying to sort of amp it up did a little like, bit, you know, or just kind of like just try and flirt, you know, just like attempt attempt in the basis of in the base level as possible as little as oh, possible. base level so like base you level. unzipped your pants and put your fingers yeah. through the crotch hole and yeah you're and like, i was like i have huh? a boner you want this or, <laughs> or is this what you want <laughs> how did he respond to that he was like oh he was you're like, gay. Uh, he was like oh, oh now oh, i know perfect. you're gay right. yeah <laughs> but it did make me think it's just like man it's so buy a baseball cap that said ig on the back i should have done that i should have yeah I'm gay. that would have been a better way to do it yeah, it's just like... Wait, so did he find out you were gay? I think by the end, it was like there was a flirtation going on between us both. But like, honestly, what did you do to make yourself known? I like was just being, you know, just kind of extra friendly to him and just kind of like, you know, like asking him some st- just things and, you know, just I was basically just trying to be really friendly uh-huh. and then just c- maybe kind of like being extra kind of um, uh, flamboyant, you could say. <laughs> flamboyant you know what i mean like just trade people can be flamboyant too well yeah of course they can but i'm just saying like <laughs> what what else am i to do here i don't how know how does one f- fluff their gay feathers other than just like kind of amp up your flamboyancy you gotta just bust out the sign <laughs> ig i guess i should have no or i don't know what could you do i feel like i did enough though because i think he got the point towards the end you know i, I guess it's just the a, there's a subtle vibe subtle movements subtle there's like subtle movements Subtle sort of like, yeah, I mean, like, plus, you know, I was just looking at him a lot anyways, just for my own benefit. And how did he, and so what, in the end, how did he respond? I just feel like they're, I don't know, I'm just not sure really. But then my other friends were telling me that they were getting vibes from both of us. Uh Like, my friends were totally aware of what was going on. Whereas I feel like I was the least aware of what he was throwing down towards me. Because I was like, is is this like coming back at me or is it just the one way street over here you and know your know friends I mean? were like oh he was definitely yeah the, on you. the the post-mortem on the whole thing for my friends was like <laughs> oh yeah he was he was into it <laughs> really but what are you gonna do you know nothing came of it mm-hmm. he's just gonna continue working his bar life over at in arcata california if you're listening i was trying i was wow. trying mystery boy Interesting. just didn't happen didn't happen for me or you mm-hmm. hmm. i think we should talk about this yeah, movie. yeah. let's get to it all right, so we have just seen, uh, again, it's called Unsane, uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, who also did Sex, Lies, and Videotape, 
Traffic, Aaron Brockovich, Solaris, bunch of films. He's like, he's just a prolific director here. Um, the film uh, just came out. It's it's kind of like a horror thriller, you could say. Uh, it's about a young woman who is involuntary committed, involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she's confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of delusion? But yeah, that's the synopsis at least that I'm reading yeah, off yeah. of IMDb. There's a lot of like holes in this whole plot too. By the <laughs> well, way, well, let's not like get too into the plot okay. quite yet because we're gonna we're gonna hold off on spoilers. If you haven't seen the film, unseen, you can keep you can keep on listening. Um, and then later on, we'll make it very clear when we're going to actually discuss uh, exact plot details. Um, but yeah, this is a, it's a brand new movie. Um, one thing of note that I'll say before we even get into any of this is uh, it is notably shot on an iPhone. Uh, you know, if you care oh, about Oh, I didn't even you, realize that. I just thought they placed little like GoPro cameras everywhere. Yeah, it's, got a, it's got a very, it's got that look. It's got the look of, well, to me, kind of I. Lo-fi. Yeah, to me, I, I. It's funny because I was seeing a quote and I. I really, for the most part, stay away from a lot of like film press until I've seen a film and then I'll kind of eat it up, really. But I couldn't help but see a quote from Steven Soderbergh that he's like, he's saying that no one will even notice that it's shot on an iPhone and that he's only going to shoot on his films on iPhone now because <laughs> he thinks that like no one really cares about the quality or whatever. I'm like, and I'm watching this and I'm kind of like, uh, this doesn't look good. <laughs> like, this say, doesn't I, look good. I did not know any of that. And the whole time I was thinking, man, this looks so much suckier than like Rocky, for example. <laughs> and well, I was like, cause it's, I know. I was like, obviously it's shot digitally, but like it just looked like it didn't have a magic to the look of it at all. It was like it looked really bad, I thought. Well, yeah, because it's shot on an iPhone. I didn't even know that, but yeah. there you go. I mean, it's like... That it's like, it clearly does make a difference. Yo, know? totally. I and mean, it yeah. it has an effect on, like, the overall experience of watching the Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. And I do think that maybe it's kind of... Go- it's going for a thing, right? And I and I think there's a reason that it's shot on an iPhone, given the content of the film. Uh, and it's obviously an artistic choice. I mean, obviously, Steven Soderbergh can shoot with a nicer camera, but it was a choice to shoot on an iPhone. But I just ultimately feel like it didn't... It didn't add anything to me for me, really. It just made everything look worse. And it, it just makes me yeah. think that it's like a gimmick. And it know? definitely made it seem like a budgety kind of movie. Like to me, the movie seemed like just really low budget in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And also like, yeah, like it just wasn't a good movie because of the way it looked. Some- something about the way it looked was like it just took me out of it. You know, there's such a, I mean, if he thinks that people can't tell the difference between that and film, like that's definitely wrong. I mean, there was such a clear difference. Between even digital, and, even digital cameras. I mean, at this point. But uh, I thought they were going for a low budget look like to me. Well, they were. Yeah. There was a lot of moments where it looked like they put a GoPro camera, like a fisheye lens almost. On yeah. Well, they were putting various lenses like, on the iPhone. <clears throat> and I thought it was like, I thought it was like a GoPro camera straight up. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's of similar quality to a GoPro. I mean, those yeah. are pretty similar actually. I don't know. I feel like an iPhone is usually a little better than it. Well, at least GoPros that I've used are pretty lo- like shitty looking compared to yeah. Well, some in low light situations, iPhones don't really look that good. Okay. Either. Well, yeah, <clears throat> but and I feel like at least they probably had lighting in this movie. I mean, they definitely yeah. Have they to suffer from low they light. absolutely had production value. I mean, it's you know, it's still there is lighting in this film. No, I mean absolutely, and it wasn't like the worst movie I've ever seen, but definitely like just the visual, the visual element of this film was like very much below the bar. For me. I just wanted to lead with that because I felt like, I felt like it's kind of not really being promoted as such. And I wonder if people 
yeah, like I wonder what people think because it's not really, that's not really like the headline and unless you're kind of reading like film blogs, like I am subscribed to many. So I right. like can't help but see that kind of shit. But it's not like they it's say funny. that in the trailer. Or I anything. just had no and, idea that that was the case, but I did think this looks bad. <laughs> but uh, anyways, let's get to the content of this film. Um, that makes sense now though. Yeah. So what did you, what did you think kind of on an overall I sense mean, of the film? I thought it was... It was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Certainly not the best, and mm-hmm. it fell short on a lot of on a lot of levels for me. But I do think that Claire Foy, the main character, mm-hmm. is a good actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, her Englishness came through quite a bit <laughs> at certain moments, but she basically does a pretty good job of having an American accent. She's she stars as Queen Elizabeth II in the. Netflix series The Crown which I didn't I notice really anything enjoyed. like that actually oh, but I didn't well, know I did. but I, I also didn't. knew but um, I think that her as an actress was a, like really helped carry the movie for me it would not have been much without her yeah. I'll say that much yeah but uh, other than that I didn't really think the script was great I didn't think <laughs> the directing was that great mm-hmm. and uh I don't know. It, I thought it was going to be cool because we saw a, 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 a trailer for it in one of the last movies we saw in the theater. And I actually was like, oh, I want to see that. And so did same with Dominic. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It was it was OK, though. It was kind of entertaining. You know, mm-hmm. it started off like I was thinking, oh, this could get crazy. But then anyway, I don't know. It fell short for me. But what well, it did go to some places that I didn't necessarily think it was going to go. But um, yeah, I, guess I it has a still kind of fun story. I was uh, entertained by this movie, but in a it sounds like we're on a pretty similar plane here. Like, I thought a lot of the writing was sometimes it was good, and then a lot of times it was just like what, like yeah. really awkward, mm-hmm. just straight up like people just just characters like saying <laughs> their oh traits, God. you know? Right. One of the one of the first things she says to her mom. I was gonna say the, the mom. Oh, oh no! I was so weird. No, uh, one of the first scenes in the film, she's like FaceTiming with her mom while she's like eating a salad, and she's like, "Oh, you know me. I'm just so spontaneous." Or like, was it that spontaneous isn't the word? But she's like, uh, but basically, she's just like saying what a a trait of her character is, right? So that we could, you know, just know that information. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, it's so obvious right now. They're trying to paint a picture. They're just trying to, like, give you information on this character as quick as possible, but not actually show it. They just, like, literally are having her say what her character is. Like, I'm a spontaneous person, mom. (laughs) It's like, okay, uh, what? (laughs) Also, I did think, yeah, I mean, there was a moment where when her mom comes in, well, I don't know if this is like a spoiler or whatever, but like, mm, I think I know the scene you're talking about, and I don't think we should mention that. Quite okay, yet. fine. I mean, we'll get to that soon. Sure. I think I know what you're talking about. But I will agree, there were definitely some awkward moments. Really awkward acting. Of, like the writing and the acting, but the direct. It was the directing, I think. Yeah, it was probably I the can't, directing. I don't too. think it was like the acting. It was more. No, because they all had good moments, actually. Right, but the directing was just so strange, like and yeah. bizarre. Like, why would they choose to have it be like that? I don't know. It but was then just... there were some really great scenes. Like, I actually yeah. was. I was really invested in a few scenes that I'll mention later. Um, that like, yeah, definitely had me hooked and. And there was some like revelations, you know, like or little reveals here and there that I enjoyed, you know, like I I was having fun kind of like learning the story. It was it was fun storytelling. 
um and i was into it for that reason like i right. i i definitely care what was going to happen to her i was invested in the story and everything um it's not like i was bored or anything yeah it was actually pretty entertaining yeah, yeah. but i just it w- just had a level of jank to it right. <laughs> like everything just had a little level of jank it just seemed budgety <laughs> it just was like yeah it was kind of like the visuals weren't lo- really looking good so i didn't have anything to like eat up visually ever mm-hmm. and then the writing was just kind of spotty and then the acting was sometimes spotty so it was like it just kind of wavered. I mean, that Stephen Sodomy better get his act together because if he <laughs> really thinks Sodomy. that people are not gonna buy, like not gonna know fool. the difference between an iPhone and like a real camera, it's such a foolish line. That's to say just that. wrong. <laughs> I feel like he's just kind of being. Can you imagine if all movies were made on iPhones from here on out? Like that would. It suck. would be disgusting. Yeah. I mean, like it would and just be such a. Birth, it just a it would never happen because people would be standing for like I mean people still are gr- are desperately holding on to film even and oh, yeah. even that is is slowly dying. There's very few directors now that shoot on film just because it's not really what's taught anymore it's like, so crazy it's like the difference between film and, and digital is so vast in my opinion you can well i don't think it's vast but i don't know if you just just watch the rocky movies for fuck's sake i know what film looks like laura but not i'm just, just saying but if you, like, like if you're watching stuff in a sequence like that a series of movies that are meant to be watched like that and then you see like all the you know th- the first I guess four movies on film and then you suddenly jump into digital. It's like, is it the same director though? So crazy how different they look. Cause it could just be a know. different production crew. And I don't know, but just the whole feel of it and the look of it is so different. But also digital. And back also they're made in different times. I mean, so also that- digital back then did look significantly different from film, but I'm talking yeah. modern digital mm-hmm. film does i mean you can really i don't repli- know you yeah can really i mean there are some great looking digital movies and like the stuff that you've shot that i've seen it looks great so whatever i guess it really oh, there's just so depends many, I mean, on other elements the witch but... is shot digitally but that looks beautiful yeah i, mean, I guess you know, you're right there's so many there's so many films 90 percent of modern cinema i would say is shot digitally and yet it looks fantastic i mean we're at it's a point different. now it is different yeah it is different and i do think there's a magic to film that yeah is created i think it's i don't really think it's ultimately in the visuals i actually think the magic of shooting on film is it actually creates a vibe on set that right. is different like because everyone's kind of like stake. there's yeah. more at stake and i think that kind of amps things mm-hmm. up on a more on the set more than your end result right uh so i do think it's still worth it for that though because i think there is yeah. an urgency that can come from right. that that is a beautiful thing you mm-hmm. know um, but ultimately, it's just the director's choice. You know, I, I, I don't really care if someone wants to shoot digitally. Just make a good movie. That, that I mean, that's more important, obviously. But to the point, though, here is like Unsane is shot digitally and on a on very low production value equipment. Also, and the way it, it captures shows, light, though, you know? too. <laughs> Anyways, I think, um, is there anything else you want to say in non-spoilers on this? Not film? really, no. Okay, so let's get into spoilers. If you haven't seen Unsane, now would be the time to tune out anyways so so yeah i was gonna say that scene where she's talking to her mom so her mother comes and visits her in the psych ward Mm -hmm. uh i guess should we just give a quick little recap sure yeah so claire foy is a working professional woman who is seeing a therapist because she has been harassed by a stalker for two years and is that's starting to have an effect on her emotionally Mm -hmm. and confides in this psychiatrist that she has had some suicidal thoughts in the past. She's obviously not, she's not like dangerous. Well, actually at that point we don't really know. But I mean, what I'm saying is like what we do know, what we learned by the end of the movie is she was never really like danger to Mm -hmm. society. She was just 
like any normal person dealing with something that was kind of traumatizing mm-hmm. and you know everyone has thoughts and there's there's a big difference between thinking about something and actually acting on it mm-hmm. and she's never ever said that she had ever acted on thoughts of suicide mm-hmm. anyway the, she gets admitted and then the, the therapist like basically commits her to a psych ward and she's supposedly signed a document like consenting to be put into the psych ward for 24 hours now the fact that that happened is really unbelievable to me yeah i don't believe like i can't see her character doing that well she gets handed a note and the and the psychiatrist says, "Oh, this is just some standard documents. Just sign here." But why would they lie to her? Like I don't I know, feel that's like they would lie to her either. about that's, that that's in real. And like, why would the those psych do, people do that? Well, they do justify it later by in a conversation. And look, I'm not even I'm not saying this is, is really a good defense, but they justify it later by saying that there's an incentive. Like this place is incentivized oh, because by they are filling c- beds money and collecting. Like by, they just want to fill beds with whoever. I know, but it just seems like. That I, don't I know. thought it was unrealistic. That seems too. really, really like. I mean, for that to happen in coincidence with the fact that her stalker is then going to get the job at the psych ward, it's like it, they make it seem like it was all his plan, right? You know, like what if she hadn't have been in th- the psych ward? Well, they wouldn't have a story. Well, maybe he got the job though after, after the she, fact. Yeah, but it just seems because he's like, not there like the first day, right? No, but it's just. I don't know. I feel like that was a major like factor in terms of like the way this whole movie played out, you know, like they had to be all these people had to be really crookedly in on this whole thing and maybe they were, I guess, but Well, that is the story of the film. Like do they I, really do that? Do they really like fake out clients by telling them this is just some standard document and then you sign something and I don't know how based in reality this sort of thing is, but perhaps it happens. Maybe there are some that like you know they can't but i'm just thinking to myself i mean like so illegal look i'm with you but and and i was thinking to myself like why is it like what what ultimately is it that hard to find some legitimately crazy people you know like are they really are they desperate to get people in there that badly maybe that but also like so anyway i was leading to this so she gets committed to the psych ward and then her stalker finds out that she's there and then he gets a job working as an administrator at the psych ward who's administering medicine also hard to believe that they would just let anybody do that i don't know how like he changed his name and he assumes like the identity of a person that he had killed Mm-hmm. And then basically he's harassing her, but no one believes that, that she's trying to tell the people there that he was her stalker. They don't believe her. And we as the audience, even for a little bit, are not, not really sure, sure if she's crazy, if she's just crazy or not. And that was kind of an exciting twist because you're like, well, is she crazy? Yeah, because I wasn't trying sure. to kind of throw you off with that. Yeah. Um, but, but we do find out that she... the fact that they don't follow up on anything that she's saying to me is also a little unbelievable. Like, if she's telling them that she has had this stalker and to just look at her cell phone to see all this... No, I know. I mean, like, to me, it seems unlikely well, that no one would follow up on that. It's mainly the cell phone bit because it's like, why wouldn't you just look at... Just, why not just look at Right, it, and know? if she's accusing a person that's working there, surely they would just at least take some steps to find follow up. In the beginning, I could see it, though, because, I mean, yeah, that does look pretty psychotic that she's, like, thinking that this random dude who's in there is, like, her stalker or something. Right, but the other thing, too, is, like she's overreacting to all these other people and getting herself in more and more trouble. And she seems like a reasonable person to begin with. And knowing that she's, if she's going to get out on good behavior, I just feel like why would she be so easily provoked to react violently to people? Like to me, that was a contrivance, you know, like 
she basically ends up buying herself more time in the psych ward by she's getting taunted by other people in the psych ward and that are like kind of making fun of her. And then she lashes out and like punches one of them in the face. And then, and like the way that she tries to convey her troubling, you know, reality that this guy is her stalker to the people that work there is in a way like kind of the way that she does it is kind of crazy. And it's, well, Laura, we know that she's impulsive because she told her mom that I'm impulsive. But to me, it just seems like, (laughs) ridiculous she's a smart person she has a job she's never been she's never been like she laid it out for you in that scene i know but it just seems like (laughs) why would she i mean if she is if she's functional enough in the real world not to be put into a psych ward and she can hold a job like surely she would be smart enough to know like that she should watch her her reactions and actions so that she can get what she wants you know what i mean and by the end of the movie she is doing that when she's manipulating her predator mm-hmm. into basically, you know, raping this girl. Anyway, she ends up getting out and the uh, the stalker the stalker follows follows her outside of the uh, outside of the psych ward, and then she eventually kills him and then goes back into the real world and gets mm-hmm. a job and she but like, you wanted to talk about the mom scene but i was going to talk about the mom scene the scene where her mother visits her in the psych ward was very awkward i thought like just the way they were talking to each other and how the mother was like honey what can i do for you i promise i'll come back with an army of police officers and an army of uh fbi or, mm-hmm. and that was just so awkward it just seemed so I didn't mind that scene, actually. like it didn't fully make sense I don't I like know. That scene, Something though, about so. that. Would I liked. Seem... I actually liked the mom character. She was kind of like weird in a weird that, in a weird. way that I liked. She was weird, but it was like. It was like she she had like I these weird had, quirks. You yeah, know? she had these weird quirks, and I I was that... down with her. I mean, like she seemed like a she seemed like an odd character that I was excited to kind of explore. But it never I mean, went from, anywhere. Like, fir- well, yeah, it I guess it seemed like they were trying to allude to her being weird, and like it almost seemed like she was overplaying like the idea that she was on the side of the daughter, and that she actually had some other agenda in mind. Like that's what it seemed like was going on, but then. She really didn't. She was actually trying to, you know, help her daughter. And I don't uh, know. It I didn't just necessarily think there was a, there was an alternative motive to her. I just liked that she. I but mean, that was like the vibe one of the first things that we see, or the first time we actually see her on screen, she's just like she's at her house that has this crazy wallpaper and like everything her skirt is this way the the teacup that she's drinking is this way like these little eggs that she's placed on everything looks the exact same it's like this white and blue pattern and it's just like it was actually like a visual gag to me i actually laughed out loud in the theater because it was just like this is ridiculous like this woman is like so uh, immediately it tells you everything you need to know about this woman like she's just this like mom type that kind of is you know almost like a collector of it, it's like a grandma type to me it's a, it's like an obsessive kind of character that yeah I, I like that kind of stuff so i was already into her character and and so yeah i kind of liked her brief time that was going on in it maybe the point of this movie was that we she is a little bit crazy claire or not claire or sorry oh girl. yeah she is i mean I she feel is like kind of crazy and that like she comes from this weird kind of quirky mother figure i think and she definitely is a little crazy and we see that at the end too when she like goes up to this random dude thinking that she's that he's well, uh, i think her that's soccer. where the uh, the title unsane comes from is like this guy has driven her to like being unsane oh i just was like, i thought it was kind of like a play on she's not insane she's unsane like she she's she's not insane 
like in there i was thinking when everyone's like or at least uh the guy that she kind of like befriends or whatever mm-hmm. he's like i know that you're that you're in column two you're right. like a you're, you're you're here for the wrong reasons and i know that you shouldn't you don't belong here or right, whatever right. and i thought that was almost a loot like i was worried that he was even going to say you're insane <laughs> you know i was like really worried about that but i thought that's what the title was alluding to was she's in this situation when she shouldn't be right she's not Which insane can drive she's a person insane I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I think it was like the undoing of san- one's sanity. That's what that title means. And like basically these circumstances have driven her into that state of being. Right. And I and I like that kind of story. And, and that is very real. I mean, there's a lot of cases that you see of, uh, of like people, especially young, vulnerable people who will just like sign something that says that they did something when they didn't do it just right. because they're pressured into, they just want to, you know, they just want to not be under so much distress and pressure and stress from everything and they'll just say they did something and they'll end up you know fucking and that will actually drive them to you know actually have something that is wrong with them if they're sure. stuck somewhere so just mean, the environment of a place like that how could anybody make, you, crazy, make yeah. you feel how could anybody going in there actually feel better about themselves after they get out and like, i think it's a commentary on that it's right. kind of like well left definitely yeah it's it's, it's sort of like this is the this is it's yeah definitely How could put in being put into solitary confinement make anybody not go crazy mm-hmm. like that just seems like a recipe for disaster yeah i think it's just it's and the lighting and like everything about that was like they definitely don't present this facility as helpful whatsoever i mean i wonder what nothing it, they do like, is helpful. psych wards are really like though if they're anything like that geez that's a big problem well i mean i think that it's probably not crazy like people as need to dire be in a nice that, place. But... people who are crazy need like to be surrounded by of course. Nice things, not ugly things. But I think even by design, it's like it's a medical facility and they don't have time to like take care of every single person. And so it kind of becomes a bit of a cattle kind of situation. But they could at least make the lighting nicer and like make <laughs> well, yeah. it be more but of a pleasant atmosphere. say that to hospitals atmosphere. too. I mean, hospitals have terrible lighting. Actually, hospitals are not as bad. I mean, they can be kind of unpleasant, but Well, like, I think this is a stylized this is version way of worse what... Than a regular this, I wouldn't take this as a documentary of what be, of right. an insane asylum is. This is stylized to look terrible. Sure. You know, I mean, it's meant to make us as the viewer uncomfortable. Right. Maybe so, that I mean, was the point of the iPhone. I don't know. But, like... I also just want to say, like, uh, on the jank bit... <laughs> yeah. Another level of jank to me in this movie was the fucking, like, titles and the font... Oh my god! Especially so at the bad. end when they freeze frame on her and she's walking away, and then it like like whose choice was that? What an awful there choice! There was something really budgetino about that. For sure. So budgetino. I mean, even <laughs> even the even the opening titles. I was like, oh man, they put like they put what, I what's remember the, the opening title? Oh, I mean, the all the font had um, lines. What's it called when it's uh, backdrop? No, no, drop not shadow? Ba- not drop shadow, but it's like outlines. Just outlines. Outlines. Like a thin outline on all of the text i'm like oh my god this is driving me crazy right now it looks awful Uh and then like at the end yeah they she's like running away and then like it freeze frames on her looking at the camera and then the titles just just appear it's it was actually like it was almost to the point that i was like wait they've got to be in on this right like this is a traditional like bad movie kind of thing to do right Right. i mean this is like a cheesy horror movie move trope even Right, right I'm like, what is going on? Whose choice is this? Because the movie seems to want you to take it seriously. But then in a way, it almost like makes you want to laugh at it at the end or something. Like, it's so ridiculous. And I'll also say that the music I thought was really bad, like really cheesy. Like uh-huh. the kind of the main theme that they got going on, like can't even remember it. Like, oh, right, yeah. It's like this really lame drum beat, and then totally. just kind of like 
dun 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 like this like piano like right. repetitive piano dun 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 uh-huh. just like really kind of annoying t- i just thought it was like i thought it was it just felt really cheap like to the point of like garage cheap like it was just made in garage band or some yeah. shit you know it felt like some loops well, that you, you can make some good stuff in garage band what i better mean than that <laughs> fair enough but what i'm saying is it felt really like no, cheap i hear you and I'm just wondering, like, is that the aesthetic of this film is cheap? Like, they just wanted to go for, like, a cheap aesthetic? Maybe, yeah. And then then that brings me to, like, what is the purpose of that? Like, what does that add to this experience, though? Like, what is... Because that's what I'm trying to figure... That's the dissonance well, here. because, like, I don't know, if you go into a psych ward, you're just in a cheap situation. <laughs> But it was stretch. It's budgety. I mean, like, because I, I couldn't, I just couldn't make the connection the whole time, and it made it distracting to me that I couldn't make the connection of oh. why this couldn't be shot well, and, also, and, yeah. and why the titles couldn't look good, and like you know. Right. I also had another. In, there was another inconsistency that I noticed personally, and maybe you proved all my other ones wrong, but this one definitely to me was not legit. The fact that he had turned off all the cameras in her isolation room. Oh, yeah. It's like, how did no one notice how this? How did no one notice this for yeah. days? Don't they have security? I know. Is there no security? Is there no like, one watching anywhere? this? Like, I mean, what's going on here? That was just ridiculous. And he like kills the dude in the basement and gets away with it. I and mean, I thought that, that is preposterous. Maybe that could happen. Maybe that part. Maybe you that could suspend ha- your disbelief. But the, the no cameras thing is truly... There was a lot in this movie that I just felt like, I mean, and ultimately I kind of felt like, all right, whatever. I guess I'm here. I'm just down for the ride. Like, And like, how did they not, I don't know. I guess they could have done a background check on the guy and maybe he could have gotten a job there. I don't know. To say something positive though, (laughs) because I don't want to sound too negative on the film because I did overall, I was entertained by the film Uh and you know, I don't like regret watching it. It wasn't a terrible film or anything um it's just kind of it's just like okay it's just it's it's fine actually i'd say it's like a little better than average even yeah like, i i did enjoy it um right. but i did want to say something good uh a scene i really liked is um towards the end when she is in solitary confinement and he like comes and they have that long discussion back and forth uh-huh. i actually thought that was a pretty that was a pretty okay. well-written scene and uh had some really good acting on on whatever her face what's what's claire her? foy claire foy she really i thought i felt like was she was really like delivering some pretty real uh emotion in those lines that but I, the that bad I guy was he good well not so much <laughs> he but. reminded me of myself when i'm doing one of these improv bits on like a crying teenager <laughs> or something he was like oh yeah i don't know if i could do it <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, it okay. was so funny no, i'm, t- like I'm talking about before that no before that though he was pretty good i know that one line you're talking about he was, was okay. pretty cheesy but he was doing good it was just funny to me like it was Humorous. And I felt like it was a unique, I felt like it was a somewhat unique, um, take on a villain. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Zero he's like this type. weird kind of just, you know, person obsessed with her and like knows all this shit about her through whatever. Like, I mean, I, obviously there's been stalker stories, but it did feel a little more modern in some way. Like it felt like it was, um, I liked how she fought back in a, in a kind of, right. in like an indirect way. Like I liked that she didn't just kind of take it and like, Oh my God, this is so wild. I can't believe you know all this. Like she had a plan in mind, you know, yeah. she's like, um, she's like manipulating the situation and it make it, she make it's a stronger character because of it. I mean, she, she instantly becomes more interesting and has more depth that she isn't just kind of like taken the, the punishment in a way. I like that she fights back and is like, Obviously, she was going to. 
Well, I mean, yeah, but I liked it. It it was seemed it seemed like uh, I don't know. It just seemed smart, and I and I believed it, and I and I liked how it was acted, and I and I mm-hmm. I liked her choices as an actress. Like I thought she, I just thought that she like portrayed that character well as someone oh, who's yeah, like trying to deal with literally face to face with somebody who she does not want to be in a room with, but like manipulate him emotionally mm-hmm. to get what she wants, just to get out of there. Like I thought it was actually pretty well done. I just totally saw that coming. I don't know. I just, it wasn't that believable to me, the whole thing. And like, I don't know. The guy as a predator just wasn't, it just didn't feel scary to me. I don't know. I I got a little, there was, there were a few moments where I was like, oh my God, he's going to hit her. But then, I don't know, just as a character, I wasn't attached or like, I don't know. It just felt very superficial and kind of, I don't know. There wasn't enough maybe character development on the part of the bad guy for me to care or like be that afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Something about it just seemed very kind of, I don't know, like unimpactful and consequential. Yeah. Know? I guess I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, they definitely could have made him creepier for sure, but yeah, and his, like, ba- his backstory didn't... comes in pretty late into the story. Like you kind of find out, yeah. you find, you no find substance out substance there or something like that. There was nothing, no, no weight to mm-hmm. his character. And, I just, it was very obvious to me, like, the only, I just figured, okay, she's going to get out of this somehow and she'll be fine. But, like, I guess the only thing keeping me from thinking that 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 was definitely going to happen was just the fact that, well, nowadays, you know, they kill man characters left and right. So, I guess he could kill her, but I seriously doubt it. (laughs) You know, it pretty much ended how I expected it to end. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like it was kind of a movie made by like an old person who was out of touch (laughs) (laughs) well that is steven soderbergh i would say but hey i'm not really particularly into his films i would say i've never i'm not like i'm not a fan of his necessarily and yeah this definitely didn't really change my mind on him (laughs) but i don't know uh, there were some good moments yeah there was some good moments and it did kind of keep me in engaged to a degree like throughout the i did kind of like want to know what was going to happen even though i knew what was going to happen like it was still kind of compelling to watch to a degree no i was entertained i i was i was entertained front to back i was never like bored i just didn't think it was (laughs) i never was also that thrilled either right and there was a couple moments that i was that i was really into and i was like oh man maybe this is good and then it would it would show its hand of being a pretty jank kind of picture so yeah you know Anyways, those are our thoughts on Unsane. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Totally Tell Me. We post new episodes on on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher every Wednesday. If you dig it, share with the friends, subscribe, leave us a rating, mail us, email us. You know, Totally Tell Me at gmail.com. Send your thoughts, concerns, comments, whatever. Um, Our intro and outro music is by Lauren Anton. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me.